0: Welcome back to the Sexton Pack. This week's episode is sponsored by Amber Bath Bathing Essentials. I'm holding the salvation right now in my hand. And if you're watching it on our YouTube channel, you'll be able to see that it's almost empty because <laughs> I use it constantly. It's literally four ingredients, beeswax, cocoa, butter, vitamin E, and olive oil. And Camille and I cannot live without it. Hands, lips, heels. So if you want to get your very own, Head to amberbaths.com and use code WOLFPACK for 20% off your whole order. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to the Sexton. Sexton. Ow, ow, ow. Welcome back to the Sexton podcast. You are here with your hosts, She Will Florin and Camille Joanne XO. Whoa. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> This week, hey, hey. I'm just really excited about this topic because boy, have I been feeling it lately. That's right. <laughs> this episode, as you can see from the episode title, is all about what if I never find love again?
0: What if I never find love again? Dating in your late 20s, oh my keeping God. yourself open after heartbreak. We're going in today. We're talking we about are it all. We're going in. Why did we spark this episode topic today, Lauren? Man, well, I was wanting to do an episode about keeping your heart open, but obviously I want to give you some tangibles rather than just being like, surrender to the world around you, which is how I do it, but you need some beginning steps. Yes. And so this morning, morning, for whatever reason, we were doing the Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) Some say love. It is a river. Okay. And so we were doing that, you know, like when Napoleon, whatever. And we played the song. First of all, I had no idea that Bette Midler sings it. Okay. So <laughs> that Bette made Midler. me really happy. And second of all, we listened to the lyrics and I'm just going to go ahead and read them to you now because this God, is our like inspiration. the most heartbreaking song in the world. This is our inspiration for this episode. Yeah. Okay. To the tune of the song. Can do it in your head, I'm not gonna sing the whole thing. Okay, it says it's the heart afraid of breaking that never learns to dance. It's the dream afraid of waking that never takes the chance. It's the one who won't be taken who cannot seem to give, and the soul afraid of dying that never learns to live. Okay. Okay.
1: I'm sorry, I can barely handle it. (laughs) (laughs) Why does it bring tears to
0: my eyes? This song is called The Rose by Bette Midler. So go ahead and listen to that. Pause our episode and go listen so you can cry with us. But it's just so beautiful and it's so inspiring because those are words that I live by and I never knew they were in a song.
1: I love songs about heartbreak so much. I always tell people I have like three genres of songs I like to listen to. Dance music, if I'm out at a party, 80s rock music most of the time or songs that make me want to
0: cry. Yes. (laughs) You love that.
1: I love songs that make me feel heartbroken.
0: Oh, I remember one time walking in on you in the shower and you were listening to the saddest songs, and I just immediately started crying. I was like, Camille, oh my gosh. It was also when I was
1: first going through my heartbreak.
0: Yes. Which was it was so beautiful, though I felt like I walked in on such a vulnerable and beautiful moment. Thank
1: you. I do like to cry during songs anyway. That song made us want to talk about heartbreak
0: today. Really? And we're going to focus on relational heartbreak, but just with the open understanding that heartbreak isn't only – Felt relationally. Like with romantic partners. It can also be in friendships. It can be in different stages of love. Like breaking up when you're the one who breaks it off. Breaking up when they're the one who breaks it off. Um, breaking infidelity. up. Yeah. You know. Infidelity. But you don't break up. Um, when friend groups part ways. Or you end a friendship is so heartbreaking.
1: Uh-huh. When your Even pets family, die. Yeah. When your pets say All of it. Man. They're just life is full of
0: heartbreak (laughs) it really is it's so um yeah we're doing let's do the thing where we do our weekly update because then it kind of we can jump into this I feel like if I start talking about it I won't be able to stop okay me too our weekly update
1: our family was in town Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Our daddy was here. Yeah, our dad. Our dad and our stepmom were here. Yes. And they were here for basically four days of jam-packed fun. It was the most fun. We did the best beach day. We did the best. We took my dad free diving. That was a huge highlight. It was a highlight, watching dad in the water. I know. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, our dad is a Navy SEAL, was a Navy SEAL, and so I actually have never really seen dad do a water sport, but that was yeah his career. He was
0: so good at it. Yeah. So good at
1: the swimming and the
0: – Yeah. We had a couple opportunities last – like over the past couple of years to watch our dad do athletics. And for whatever reason, both of those opportunities, like we were going to run a marathon with him and then he had to get a little surgery and couldn't run it with us. And then we were going to go watch him do this Frogman swim. And he trained so hard for it. He was going to the YMCA swimming like three times a week, really doing his thing. Everybody flew in. He had to raise money for it, blah, blah, blah. And then – we got there, and those motherfuckers canceled the Frogman swim due to potentially turbulent weather. The next day, the weather was beautiful; nothing even happened, but it was very heartbreaking.
1: That was a heartbreak. Not that seeing was a dad heartbreak. Swim. I literally so. cried.
0: Oh yeah, because I, I knew how crying. hard he trained. Yeah, of course. It broke his heart too. He said he, he <laughs> is traumatized, from, is traumatized
1: from training yeah. so hard and not being able to compete. So, watching our dad, he made it to twenty. 20- meters of course first day 21 meters yeah it was like that's like 60 plus feet it's 68 point something yeah so of course he did absolutely phenomenally and we got to share with him an activity that we're both really falling in love with so that was so fun and then we just had a day of relaxation. It's fun when you live in a place where people want to visit, but when you're living here, you know, we're like focused on work. We're still working and living our lives, growing grocery shopping. It's like our life is here. Right. But when family and friends come into town, we really get to show them the best of Tulum. Yeah. So
0: it was just really exciting. Yeah. And we basically had a whole month of that because – Yeah. I mean, man, it has been a month. Camille and I are both just absolutely run down to the bones. We yeah. are skinny. We haven't been to the gym in a month. <laughs> Can barely eat. I think I have a parasite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are sort of on this like it's going to take three months for our bodies to acclimate.
1: I'm having a tough time, to be
0: honest. Yeah. It's like
1: every day I wake up thinking, how will I feel today? Yeah.
0: Me too. Oh, and when we went free diving, I had some type of ear blowout early in the day (laughs) where I just – something is horribly wrong with my ear, with my lefty. Yeah. And so so. I can't hear out of that ear, and it also is giving me a headache. And we're just sort of a mess right now. Physically, I'm a mess.
1: Emotionally, can't tell yet.
0: (laughs) Can't tell yet. Physically, I'm a mess. Emotionally, I feel really – Pretty good. Okay. But I'm also coming off of an addiction. (laughs) I became addicted to cacao. You heard me right. Cacao. Yeah,
1: we talked about this a little bit last episode, but Lauren is addicted to cacao. I think I am, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to give it up. I gave up coffee. I stopped doing matcha. I, like, have – it's just been a year of, like, giving up things for me.
0: Oh, I'm (sighs) – coffee doesn't even entice me at all anymore. No, I can't believe – so – Also, for our first time listeners,
1: I used to be an engineer Mm -hmm. and I would be drinking just copious amounts of coffee in my little cubicle all day as a mechanical engineer, like designing water treatment systems. Whoa. (laughs) And to think now that I even have a sip of coffee and I'm like having a panic attack because it's not energetically sitting well
0: in my body. Yes.
1: I need to like take the day off of doing some content work.
0: Yeah. No, but I really do feel like when you start to pay attention to your body and really treat it like a temple, it's pretty obvious what doesn't feel good and Mm. what does. Mm. Like even if you're eating foods that don't feel well, like I was really vegan for, I mean, I I didn't eat meat from the time I was 14 until I was 29, 14 to 29, I didn't eat any land animals. Or really, cheese. And then from the time I was like 21 to 29, I was vegan. Yeah. So it was a really long time, or 22 22 to 29, seven years. So when I started going through all of this stuff, I actually started eating animal products again because my body was like very clearly just telling me that things were not right. My digestion wasn't right, you know, all of these things. And so – As hard as that was for me ethically, because I was always vegan for the animals, like that's an example of my body just telling me, hey, girl, minimal ingredients here. Like, just can't do it anymore. Do you want to be so bloated with gas for your whole life? You have to try (laughs) something else.
1: That's what I'm feeling like. Right now. Yeah. Every time I eat something, I want to (laughs) yak. Yeah. You got
0: a little something. You never know here. Honestly, in Mexico, it's just one of the things. I know. It could just be that you brush your teeth and accidentally swallowed a little and the water got right into your gut.
1: Yeah, maybe. Oh, I'm having a cramp now. We can still keep going. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So that's our weekly update. Yeah. So much family. Now my bestie's coming to see me this. When this episode launched, she will have already come and gone.
0: Come and gone. Yeah.
1: A quick visit with her, which is so fun. Then I'm moving to a different city for a little bit. Yeah. And just for a little bit. It's been a month. I am just gonna sleep so hard. I think all of November maybe.
0: Geez, I know. I have nothing planned in November. And I can't tell you how good that feels. I know. Just to kind of I I knew that October was gonna be slam o'ed. And then, you know, I, you just have months like that.
1: I really give it up to the people who have company all the time.
0: And just to people in general who host a lot and do a lot. I am not good at it, it really turns out. No. Like, I completely just give up work. I haven't posted on social media for two weeks. Like, I just forget. <laughs> it's like, whoops, nope, I can only do so much. Yeah, so, I'll be
1: on a roll and then just. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: Yeah. So, so here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Still sticking
1: to the podcast, though. Yeah, we love it so much. Yeah. And if you guys are interested in more exclusive content, (laughs) we are now live on Patreon, where we post bonus Q&As, we do live streaming stuff, we post stuff from our childhood, just getting closer with your dead mothers. You can go to patreon.com slash Sexton
0: for more today. And what's really exciting is that November 1st, (gasps) we pick our next winner for our... Raffle. Raffle Raffle. For a two-on-one raffle winner. So That's right.
1: Once a month we do a random hat draw out of all our Patreons to choose a person to do a one-hour session with the two of us. And you can come talk to us about an issue you're going through, a decision you're trying to make, just a Q&A, just getting to know us more. It's so fun. We
0: could have just tea together and talk if you don't want to do any of the above. Yeah,
1: a little happy hour. So if you want to enter that raffle, do not forget to sign up before November 1st. That's right. Yay. Okay, Cammie, tell us what's
0: going on with you these days.
1: <laughs> well, if you follow me on social media, which on Instagram, by the way, I am Camille Joanne XO, Florin is she with Florin. Mm-hmm. Our combined page is The Dead Mothers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but if you follow me, I announced a couple months ago that I am going through a divorce. The big D word. The big D yeah we did an episode on it as our first episode of season three and I have essentially been going through this the separation started at the beginning of May and then sort of the final decision was the end of June so it's been five or six months now Jeez, isn't that weird yeah that's May, really June, weird July August September October it has been six months god I know
0: so I am going through a series of heartbreaks right it just kind of happens and happens and happens it
1: happens and happens I will be feeling totally fine some days uh then completely not fine other days I think I went through periods of it's funny it's like a grieving process Mm -hmm. actually you're kind of in denial and then it's you know anger and then you think you're over it and then just I don't know all the sadness it's just a range of different emotions and what I want to start with in this episode is just letting people know that there is no time frame for heartbreak there were parts of me while I was going through this in the like beginning months that was like I'm ready to date already because I kind of was going through the breakup during the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, you never just, at least in my, I wasn't just, it didn't just end. Right. Right. We had tried a lot of stuff to try and make it work. So I was thinking, oh, I'll just start on a dating app or whatever, you know, and get into a dating app. And then just when I would get on the dating apps, it would just feel wrong in my heart. Mm -hmm. And so I would just delete them, you know, and this has happened a couple of times, but. I just realized I needed to take off this expectation of myself to have a time frame of when I'm ready to find love again because ultimately I really do believe in love. Like I deeply – I love love so much and I'm just giving myself the permission and I want to give every listener the permission to just do what feels good for you. Like I'm 27 – This happens to people when they're in their 30s. This happens, you know, at all ages. And no matter what, we have to feel through anything that's going to arise from this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just taking the time to process and knowing that one day I'll find love again. Right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I remember so well when I was going through a breakup when I was 27 too. Um mm-hmm. and at the same time as you, like April when I was twenty seven,
1: which is so weird because mine was May at twenty seven.
0: Yeah, of and course. it mine was a huge breakup too. We weren't married, but so much mm-hmm. intertwined debt together and just so much stuff. It was so scary. Except kid, it is. Yeah, really. Scary. It was, yeah, it felt scary. Like, what the hell? You just shake up your whole identity. And I remember I wrote a whole blog about this topic pretty much, just dating in your late 20s from my perspective, because I was in such a weird place where I didn't necessarily feel heartbroken, but I had so much healing to do that I didn't even know about yet. Like, Mm. I had no idea, but I just knew that my body was kind of going haywire and what I was wanting was like deep beautiful love but what I was also wanting was wild one night stand sex at the time like that's what I was calling in and so I just remember writing a blog post like this is hard dating in my later 20s because I'm wanting to have this fun and kind of some chaos and also I'm just you know aware of the clock like i'm aware of what am what's going to happen you know i'm going to maybe date somebody for two or three years get engaged then have kids a couple years later and i was doing the math like okay then i'm going to be 32 or 33 having my first kid and the crazy thing is is that when i wrote that blog post i had already met Shane you know, like I was already getting to know him just as my friend. And then we ended up being engaged that year that I wrote that blog post. So it's just crazy how you never know.
1: It's so funny. You never know. Mm -hmm. I was just having this moment kind of last night where I was envisioning my life in movie format.
0: Mm It's so fun. It was
1: like, yeah, I was like, man, this has been a really wild six months for me. And this is the part where people in my movie are crying for me. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is a really heartbreaking section. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for me to feel into that. Mm -hmm. And I've been going through this space where I'm recognizing it's okay in heartbreak to – feel super relieved and happier than you've ever been and also really miss the person, really feel sad about the relationship ending. Like you can have both. Mm -hmm. It's no – there's no scale of like, okay, I was really sad a couple months ago so I don't have sadness anymore. You know, I got over the sadness. It's like, no, it's okay that sadness all of a sudden is coming up in me again, you know, and just feeling through that
0: process. So – yeah, I think that's really healthy because I mm-hmm. I think a lot of times like getting over it is kind of the status quo. It's like totally. okay, get over it. Like he did this to you or, you know, you guys had this conversation or he said that or whatever. So, oh my god, I, I, just get over it. And we give have a lot of pressure and I think we do that with a lot of things in our culture, like, you know, people have a baby and it's like Okay, well, your maternity leave is over, so just get over that part of it. You know, get over X or Y, or okay, that person passed away. Yeah. Let's get over it. Like we place a lot of value on how fast we can recover from things. Totally. And I don't think that when you're living consciously or when you're living in accordance with how your body feels, that Like you said, there really isn't, like, a time stamp for that. It's not like, okay, over that, punched. It just sort of one day you realize, oh, wow, I haven't thought about that person in two weeks. Or, oh, I haven't thought about it.
1: Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah,
1: that's so true. So. It's okay to just keep living your life. I All of a sudden I was just having this other thought about something that dad said to me. Because I was going through a space where I I was going to move to a different location. And I, like don't really have a plan for the first time like when you're married you have to worry about somebody else Mm -hmm. even when you're in a long-term relationship like you're planning where you're living you're planning like okay we're probably gonna get engaged around here you know when you're like freshly out of heartbreak or going through a heartbreak it's kind of the one time when you're like holy shit what is gonna happen right because <clears throat> if you're feeling heartbreak, that that means you felt love. Mm-hmm. So if you felt that, you know you can feel it again and mm-hmm. you most likely want to, yeah, right. That's what we're gonna talk about today. wanting to feel that love again, or at least part of what we'll mention, I'm sure. but i I just didn't have a plan, and I'm like talking to my dad, and he's like, "Well, where do you wanna live, kid? I'm like, I don't know. Like right now this feels really good. Um And I'm thinking like, where can I meet also men, you know, like I am going to start dating eventually. And I remember my dad just saying like, you just plan your life how you want. And when someone comes up, it'll be in the exact right place. And you can worry about it then. Totally. Just like you have this time to just focus on yourself and you get to pick your plan. Yeah. Not worried about (laughs) anybody else. And I was Mm like, wow, that – It is exciting. exciting. (laughs) It is. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting and it's scary, but I also just am like leaning into the trust of, yeah, I can go travel and like do all this fun shit by myself and whoever my next soulmate is supposed to be, my partner will just fall into that space wherever I end up, you know? I don't have to go actively searching for like, where can I move that I'm going to meet a man? Right.
0: I mean, yes, within reason, right? Like if you you don't want to be moving to like (laughs) Rural Vermont, like, okay, yeah. this is where I'm supposed to be. I mean, but you but can honestly,
1: that happens. Yeah, like, I think about it, I think about our life now in terms of in styles of movies, right? Totally. And yeah, I just think about these movies where the women like go through a breakup and they like move to a far out city to like be on the Western Front or whatever, totally. and then they meet Cowboy Joe working at the construction shop. Oh my god, you know, it's like it really and. That is, that could really be somebody's life. Like movies Dang. to me seem real. So any, anything is possible. I just feel like focusing on yourself through the heartbreak is, will lead you to all the right places.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just and even if it. it feels like it's taking a long time, you know, like I just think about between the time of my last heartbreak mm-hmm. and I'm just using my own example here because yeah. it's my podcast (laughs) because it's our our, our podcast but um so this is not the standard or anything like that but it's like you know I broke up with my ex in April and I didn't fall in love with Shane until the next like August so it was like a year and And a a half basically or a year and four months until that I felt that. And during that time is when I started to kind of freak out a little bit because I'm like, okay, whoa, what's happening? And I just remember Shane saying, I was like, I want to get out of San Diego, but I just feel kind of scared because it's such a great city and there are so many people here and all of that. He's yeah. like, just put your 30 days in and go somewhere else. And I was like, okay. I'm going to do it. And I remember him saying like, I'm going to, and this is when we were just friends, you know, I remember him just saying, I'm going to be so sad that you won't be here, but I'll, I'll come see you, you know? And I was like, okay, that sounds good. And yeah. I sold all my stuff, put it in mom's, you know, backyard and storage. And then, went to Tulum completely by myself. Left Momo with you and was like, a we'll year just see after
1: like you had been single for over yes. a year. Yeah,
0: and I was just like I'm going to go and just kind of see how it goes and I'm that trip completely changed my life. I had no idea that that was going to happen, but it was like the craziest month of my life. I know. When I moved, you know. So it's just you never know and that's coming back to what we say on our most recent episodes repetitively is just how present can you be in exactly the moment? Cause if you're always pushing for, well, what about this? What about that? This is what I want. How am I going to set myself up so that I can have what I want? Mm-hmm. If you, if you're constantly doing that, you're not present. And then that love that you're wanting, you're not open to it because you're searching, 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 searching yeah. for what's next.
1: You are. Yeah. My favorite. Favorite and especially in heartbreak in this like realm of dating, I really believe in this statement wholeheartedly. I've said it on so many of the recent episodes, but what is meant for you will not pass you by. Yeah. Whenever you like, I've had this moment of like downloading the dating apps and then I delete them and I'm like, well, what if my boyfriend's on there? He won't be. Right. If I'm deleting it because that's what feels good. I'm not missing him. Right. If he's there, he's going to be on there when I download them the next time. Right. You know, I just like to think that. Like, I have this person that I've written that I know exactly what I'm looking for. And I trust that when he comes into my life, it will be great. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, I can understand how difficult this is. Oh, yeah. Really Really, I mean, heartbreak can
0: throw you for an absolute loop. Yeah, let's talk about that. Camille and I were cracking up at the beginning, like, (laughs) before we hit record on this episode because we're like, imagine that you... Your heart is in a blender and the lid is off, and, and it has nails in there. It has nails in there, and you turn it on. The underbelly of your cabinets is a disaster. It's covered, You're, your kitchen is <laughs>
1: covered. You're covered. You're standing there. You're covered
0: by the own guts of your heart.
1: You're shocked.
0: <laughs> You're shocked.
1: Thinking, will I ever recover again? Yes, it's staying open.
0: <laughs> Throughout an experience like that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Keeping your heart open. Yes. <laughs> if you've experienced a heartbreak like that.
0: Like that. Yeah. Yes. And it is. It is so, it's such a vulnerable time. It's oh, such a creative time. It is a creative time. You know, it's such a like, oh my God, I, I can barely go on. And also I'm having a lot of creative energy and wanting Ener- to dance and yeah. write and at Cry. Least,
1: Yeah, at least if you allow yourself to tap into that, it can be that. Yes. Um, Also, I think there's a little bit of fun in the, like, being really sad and just kind of, for me, it's my typical just kind of moping around with my dog, eating my little hot Cheetos, and watching shitty reality TV. Like that sounds so fun. In that space, I am feeling heartbreak.
0: (laughs) Okay, so – It is. It's really, really hard though to to stay open. open. It really is. And it's okay if for a minute you have some protective barriers come up because there is nothing scarier. It's like everything in your body when you're going through heartbreak wants to turn on to protect you. So this is Mm -hmm. where you know things like obviously if you you know ever followed a single pop star story it's like they broke up with this person and then became a raging alcoholic and heroin addict. It's like that's because it's you want to be away from that feeling so bad that you you'll do. kind of do anything
1: to yeah. mask it.
0: And so staying open really looks like just feeling what you're feeling, mm-hmm. feeling what you're feeling, and not rushing yourself.
1: Yeah. I think that's
0: the main component of it.
1: Yeah. There is also a component. Hmm. There's a unique distinction between, like, staying distracted and masking stuff with different experiences. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I feel like if you are just thinking, okay, I'm going to be a little lazier, you know, do whatever normal tasks I have, and then just... Lay in bed and I don't know, scroll social media. You just kind of go into this like little hermit phase. Maybe you're spending time with friends. Okay. Maybe you're going out. You know, I don't know. There's a difference between that where you're still feeling, but you're kind of just, your behaviors have shifted a little bit to where, to if you're going through heartbreak and then you're like immediately seeking other people to date, you're going on a million dates, you're drinking a shitload, you're.
0: Yeah. I don't – do you know what I'm getting at? Oh, my God. I remember I had, uh, like, one of my exes. We had a friend go through a breakup, and he's like, well, let's go out, man. Like, immediately wanting to get this guy laid. And I just remember being like, ew, I hate that behavior. Like, I felt so – I wanted to judge him so hard. But for some people, I don't know. I mean – That's never been my way to deal with it. But I do know people who just go from relationship to relationship because it feels better than, first of all, maybe because that's the option for them. Yeah. Like it just pops up. There are
1: those experiences where you're like dating someone for a long time, you
0: break up and all of a sudden somebody meets the love of their life. Totally. I feel like everybody sees that. That totally happens. Yeah. I know it does. I know it does For me, it was never – that was just not my path. I always had kind of – quite a bit of time between like serious relationships
1: me too I've spent about a year in between yeah each of my I had I dated someone for two and a half years and kind of my high school sweetheart three and a half years for my college sweetheart did you know we dated Jeez. that long
0: that's wild
1: uh-huh and then three years with this one it's weird that like little three-year mark but oh. I spent a year in between both of those That's why when I was just reflecting on the months with my divorce, I'm like, oh, my God, I have already been going through a breakup for six months. That feels crazy.
0: Whoa. I'm, like, nowhere close to being ready for love.
1: (laughs) Dang.
0: Dang. (gasps) Yeah. Shit, man. Shit, man, too. (laughs) That's tough. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, I actually wanted to talk about moving through other emotions too because I feel like in order Mm. to stay open, you have to try to be honest with yourself about what phase you're in and it can be really confusing if you get other people involved really fast. Like if you're truly going through heartbreak and it's not more of one of those relieving breakups, you know those? Where like the person's kind of shitty but you're relieved.
1: Yeah, or if it's like a mutual breakup and you're like, yeah, we're kind of just more roommates, man. Yeah, go. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then you're like still super open. That's different.
0: Yeah, it's different. Um, but if it's like a knockdown, the blender kind of breakup, the blender where your heart hearts in a blender. Yeah. Want to put a tender hard in a blender? What to been around to a beautiful <laughs> oh <my God>. oblivion? <laughs> you know what I mean. That's such a good song. <laughs> Want to put a tender hard in a blender? Hard in a blender. Yes, that's exactly okay. what it is.
1: Hard in a blender breakup.
0: Yeah, if it's a hard in a blender breakup. Allowing yourself to, to just move through the phases of it. You know, if you, I'm just a big fan of rage expression (laughs) with yourself, like putting on, if it needs to be heavy metal music or like some kind of music that you can move your body to. And when you're feeling angry, try to just let yourself feel that don't drink it away or distract yourself see if you can just let that come up and then move on through your day. Yeah. If you're feeling sad, allow yourself to cry. So many people, I mean, it sounds so obvious when you're going through heartbreak, but a lot of people have a really hard time crying. Mm -hmm. And if you know that you're feeling heartbroken, but you're having a really hard time crying, I would seek support on that, you know, seek support in why you, because to cry is a very vulnerable thing. So if you're really struggling with vulnerability, I would reach out for help on that or look up how to be more vulnerable with, yeah. my, which is with yourself.
1: Yeah, it is a vulnerability thing. Yeah. It's a lot of healing on the early end of life, I think, when we're going through a breakup, because you can really tell where you struggle with holding in certain emotions. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So just feeling your emotions, I feel like, is really important.
1: Yeah. What did it feel like for you after, like, when you were ready for love again? What did it feel like? Did you know? Was there a moment when you're like, I think I'm ready for love? Or were you kind of just in those? You were sort of doing a lot of freaky situationships.
0: <laughs> I was doing freaky situationships. I was also doing a lot of psychedelics during that yeah. time. And I was really hell bent on knowing myself i didn't have language for what was happening but that's what it was is i was just in this like strip like, back unlearn yeah. yeah what's going on phase it's that's a hard question for me to answer because i i knew my capacity for love because of how much i loved shane as my friend yeah like i knew all of a sudden it's like something about him broke me open mm-hmm. and i couldn't i, I reflect on it now to this day and it's like had Shane not showed me the man that he was through friendship like I didn't realize how much distrust I had for men Mm -hmm. and how much rage I had toward them like basically the whole episode we talked about last time how to stop hating men was like what I needed to do in order to find love again Mm because I was really pissed off at Mm -hmm. the patriarchy I felt very fooled by men yeah like people that said they loved me but I didn't feel that you know and then a lot of distrust with myself for like why do I keep picking relationships like this that are Mm. really complex and like uh, I don't know just extremely confusing for me like why Mm. can't it just be simple you know and Shane came into my life in that January or whatever Mm -hmm. and like, through my friendship with him that w- truly was so platonic, I just, my heart just started opening to love. And I also had a new friend group. I was doing MDMA. like Yeah, yeah. your heart
1: was really opening. <laughs> my heart
0: was starting to open. I was starting to listen to more music. I was dancing constantly in my house. They put mm-hmm. up a uh, uh, pole in my living room, remember? Yes. And I was just totally, like, listening to music and just letting my heart open and that I really needed to do that work. If you've been if you haven't been listening to the podcast for long or maybe if this is your first time or you're kind of hopping around through episodes, I think it's important to say that that was a huge part of my journey was learning about what the heart even was to me. Like if you listen to our uh how psychedelics changed our lives episode, I yeah. talk a lot about my heart and my ego. And I had just built up so much, so many walls that I, that were just so confusing to even understand. And so through the help of psychedelics, I felt like I really was able to come into union with my heart instead Mm -hmm. of it being this like far away thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's so interesting that that's your journey because, of course, we're totally opposite. Yeah. Like, my heart is so open. Yeah. It always has been. Yeah. And my problem has been my personal needs and boundaries.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I always can see the best in somebody mm-hmm. and I want to help them grow so much instead of, like, recognizing that I need my growth too. Mhm. So that's been a total transition. It's it's going to be so funny seeing what happens in this dating phase for me. Yeah. In this
0: new – form, I, I feel like a completely different person than I was three years ago. Oh, my God. I'm so scared for your dating phase. I'm excited for it, but I'm just <laughs> so scared. Lauren and Shane are panicked about my dating <laughs> phase, basically. Well, it's so funny because I'm just thinking like, you know – our this season of our podcast will be over in a couple of episodes and I'm just like are you gonna be dating in our next season like what are you gonna be doing
1: oh my god and it is it's just
0: a little bit scary because right now Camille is like our little we're like marsupials you know Camille's just in my little pouch I love you so much I'm her baby kangaroo yeah you're my baby (laughs) baby kangaroo and so having you with me and having Rudy with me like if you're going on dates and like having sex. I can't stand it. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I need to it's open okay my heart to, to your- be scared. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's okay to be scared. <laughs> I have been really scared about like who will am I gonna do it with somebody? Oh my god, are you gonna do it? I'm gonna
0: have to eventually have sex again. That is gonna <laughs> be so crazy. It's gonna be wild. Like to hear about your sex That's what I'm gonna be hearing about. Oh. I know. I also, we're kind of bouncing around, which I think is fun.
1: I love episodes (laughs) like this. I kind of want to talk about dating apps because they're scary.
0: Oh yeah, okay. But dating in your
1: twenties, I actually feel like it's a really good option.
0: I mean, I met my husband on a dating
1: app. Yeah, I don't know how that couldn't be an option. Like, especially. Okay, think about how weird it is about me dating again now that I, like, don't party at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm just in a totally different phase of my life. Yeah. I mean, I do party. I go out every once in a while, but, like, not really. Yeah.
0: Like, our dad not was here, really. and our dad's a total party boy. Yeah. And he wanted to, like, turn up. And Camille and I were both just like, we'll have two drinks. Yeah, like, I'll we will have can't- a water. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a water, but make it look like a drink. Yeah. Give me <laughs> a sparkling. Yeah. Make it, it make sparkly it look like a gin and tonic. Yeah. Bring yeah. me a little olive. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a couple olives in there. <laughs> Can I have an olive and one of those tasty
1: cherries? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah. So dating apps are gonna be interesting. It's hard to represent yourself in a freaking app.
0: Jeez, I think I it's so easy. <laughs>
1: No, no. Maybe you're it's just so easy for me. I do not do well with communicating
0: like that. <laughs> I remember when you were dating. You had your dating apps before you were married. Before Michael. Well, I'm I was looking at now. Her... <laughs> I just remember looking at your DMs and it'd be like, "Hey. Hey. So, what's up?" No. <laughs> <Like you> just... <laughs> It's not
1: mad. It's just I'm not good at small
0: talk. You're so cute.
1: I'm a total oversharer, and I just want to go get a coffee or like a dinner with you right away because I feel like I'm already going to be able to tell.
0: Right. You are so cute, Camille. I just want to say here on live television that anybody who gets to date you, <laughs> I just feel like they're so lucky. I want to have a sign out of like be standing outside of the restaurant with a big poster that's just like – you are the luckiest man alive because you are just the coolest. I <laughs> would die to marry you. In another lifetime, I probably did. I'm <gasps> so in love you, with you. Orly. God. That's so sweet. You're just the best. Well, thank you. It's hard to show that you're the best. <laughs> <while I'm dating. laughs> yeah. That's why you just have to know that whoever is supposed to come to you will just know that you're the best. Yeah. You know, like. It, it Yeah, it's just so weird. Like, I connected so with so funny. many people on dating apps and stuff, and it just – Shane and I ended up meeting on Hinge, you know? It is so funny that you met there. I just can't believe it. It's like the part of my dating story that I never share. I know. What Actually, so somebody funny. asked the
1: other day, and I'm like, yeah, they met on Hinge. And then I'm like, that feels
0: so weird to say.
1: Yeah. Because then you were platonic friends for so long. Yeah, we
0: were friends for so long. Yeah. And also it was strange because – we had the same friend group in college and just never met. That's so weird. Like me. the same really close friends. We were like going to the same functions and stuff. That is going too to much. the same gym. Like we were passing ships in the night. I probably did meet him and just don't remember. Dude, that is the
1: craziest
0: thing to me ever. Yeah, like ten years ago. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I I always like to think about if we had met then, would we be together? And the answer is probably no. The answer is no. You weren't each other's type. No. Yeah. So,
1: another thing on dating in your 20s is it can be really hard to not put pressure on like thinking every single person's going to be your husband.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah.
1: And I feel like it's really important to go on a healing journey to like understand your needs and your boundaries before you go into dating. Yeah. When we're going through a heartbreak, you have to go through this space of healing and figuring out what you want because otherwise you're just going to end up in another relationship. Like obviously all the other ones you've had ended for a reason. You're just going to keep repeating patterns. Yeah. Unless you figure out how to set needs and boundaries because – Especially as you're getting older into that like 30s space and like wanting to have, if you're wanting to have kids, it can be really nerve wracking. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is going to be my
0: husband before you even meet the guy. Oh my God. That was so me. I was so <laughs> embarrassing. I would literally yeah. be thinking everybody could be my husband because I, I know. was so scared that I wouldn't eventually find him. I know. It was horrible. Well, what can we do about it? <laughs> I think you just we just have to get real with ourselves and just have to get real really look on paper like just because this person does some good moves in bed like Mm -hmm. really look at could you imagine yourself going on a walk with your grandmother in this person like could you imagine yourself making dinner with this person or like raising a kid with this person like Really try to go into it in a present way. Because if you're yeah. future projecting, again, you're not present. It's not doing you any good.
1: And you're skipping the signs. And I will just say. Skipping
0: the red flags. Yeah. Baby.
1: Like marriage is no joke. Yeah. I have now been in a marriage. Whoa. Yeah. And you have to be – you. And your partner need to be ready to make consistent efforts towards your love. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen, it's not going to work. So make sure you're wanting to put an effort. Make sure they're willing to put an effort. And you know what? There's really no way to tell if Mm -hmm. that's going to last forever. So again, it's even after you find a person you think is fantastic, checking in over and over to make sure it's still feeling good.
0: Yeah, and I feel like having talks with your partner, too, about if it's still feeling good. Like, how are we feeling about our relationship? Am I doing the most for you? Are you doing the most for me? I mean, geez, Shane and I talk about our relationship constantly. Yeah. And we're still so new, you know. I would never be like, this is my advice from the happiest couple on earth. Like, I know that we're new. Yeah. But it's still, like, we talk about our relationship a lot, Like, how are we feeling? Is it good? How can we adjust? You know, how are you doing? How am I doing? I mean, we're like, we talk about it all the time. I just don't want to assume ever again. Yeah.
1: So stop skipping the red flags.
0: (laughs) Yeah, stop that. It
1: just gets worse over time.
0: Yeah. And then you're older. Then you're older. And now you're pissed because you're going through a breakup again. Yeah. So stop it. You have no time to waste. Like, really ask (laughs) yourself, am I having a big-time blast with this person? Like, that is, for me, number fucking one on my list. Yeah. Am I genuinely laughing and having the best time ever? And are they, like, feeding my soul? Do I feel like I can laugh with them and eat with them and, like, have sex with them for the rest of my life? Like, I – Does it feel so good almost all of the time? The rest of your life. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, that's what I believe in as love.
0: So do I i, I swear really do if shane and i end up no, not together say. i will die i swear i will yes i will i i'm not joking like just end it for me i will. i'm not kidding i don't care i'm not one of those cool hyper independent women anymore i'm not i need him i love him i want him forever like that is seriously the truth <laughs> non
1: attachment what are we practicing no
0: i'm attached to shane <laughs> that's okay. No, I'm practicing <laughs> attachment with one with thing. one thing, Shane. Shane Hanner. yeah, <laughs>
1: Shane Hanner. I love him so much. Okay, so those red flags for me, what I what one thing is that I will be looking for is am I the one bringing all the fun into the relationship? Oh yeah, you know, because you can convince yourself that you're having a lot of fun with somebody and you're like doing the most. and then if you stop putting in any effort, like, are you still having a lot of fun and doing the most? Like if you sort of fall back in conversation and let them take over, are you still having a good conversation or are you the one carrying it the whole time? Yeah. Or
0: are they stupid? Yeah. Are they
1: stupid? (laughs) Yeah. I have really taken that like sort of off the list of things that needs to be good or, or in a first date, like, Oh, we had such great conversation. It's like, Yeah, but I know I can have a good conversation with anybody. Yes. I'm serious. I can carry a conversation, but it's like, what was the conversation about? Like, what was – why was I interested in him? Not was he interested in me. In me. me. Yes.
0: Yeah. That is the kicker. Oh, my God. People are like, oh,
1: my God. Was he liking my outfit? Did he think I was fun? Well – did you think he was fun? Because it looks like he maybe had a lot of
0: money, but he sucks. Yeah, he <laughs> sucks. It looks yeah. like he's really boring. Yeah. And now you're getting Very married. Boring. <laughs> yeah, and now it's scary. So I don't know. Just <laughs> <That was> scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. figure it out. That is too much. It's too much. It's it can be so scary. That is such an important topic is like, are you into him? Are you into him? him. Not about does he like you so much? Do you like him so much? And obviously this is really important because you also want to be with people who genuinely love you and like you. That's like with that there as well. But it's also like we do get so hyper-focused on, oh, they like me so much or, oh, no, they're not liking me enough, so I'm going to be doing all of the best things that I can possibly do because I'm obsessed with how they're perceiving me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or being obsessed with the potential of someone. Yeah. That can't be good. You cannot date or marry on potential.
0: No. Action or,
1: is you know what? so much. Action is so much more yeah. promising than words.
0: But the good news is, is that no matter what you do, let's say that you did marry on potential and you're listening to this and you're like, holy shit, my life is over. <laughs> <laughs> or you are <laughs> Trust me, been there. Been there. Whoops. Um Uh-oh. or you are, you know, panicked about making the right choice, being with the right guy. The good news is. That as long as you come back to yourself, all the answers you need already lie within you. You don't have to overanalyze on, am I with the right person? Am I dating the right guy? How do I know? What will I do? What do I need? Blah, 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 blah. If you can come back home to you and kind of let go of some of those questions that are constantly coming up and just be present, it's hard. But it's possible. It's hard. You can trust that exactly what's meant for you will be in your orbit. You can really trust that. Yeah. I give you
1: permission. You have the permission. I'll give you just some examples of that that I'm having to lean into the trust right now with. is like in my past life, someone being married before would have been a red flag for me. Okay. I don't know why. Just if someone was like divorced, it was like not – I don't know. I would probably just be like, oh. Yeah, you wanted to maybe be the first marriage. Yeah. Now that's going to be me, someone who has been divorced. Whoa. Yeah. So I had to kind of flip it and think that the person I'm meant to be with is not going to care about an identity I once had, like a label that I once had. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to honor whatever that piece of my life was and just allow it to be what it was. And still want me as their wife. Totally. Like it's not like every single person is going to be like, ew, you were divorced? Next. Yeah. Maybe some people will. Yeah. Fine. They're not meant for me anyways. Yeah. You know,
0: but that's scary. I understand. You know, I had a different thing that was happening to me during my last relationship is that I had had a really robust, wild sex past. I also had a really shaved head like I I don't know there were like things that all of a sudden when I was single I was a little bit more self-conscious about like yeah oh my god like what if I don't what if the person that was supposed to be my person isn't because they
1: like hair hair, or (laughs) they
0: don't like that I've done all this swinger stuff or they don't like that I'm open on social media you know about my sex Like, you know that was really scary for me because I thought about that if I had met someone, you know, if I met a guy who was kind of like, I don't know, a, re- a recluse, just somebody that yeah. was doing whatever they wanted and I don't know, had like a weird haircut and more lipstick. I'm not sure, but I was just nervous about it.
1: Oh, I know. There are certain factors that like when you are married or in a relationship, it's okay because the person loves you. Yes. Then when you're single, you're like, wait, is this weird? Right. Wait, so is like, this weird? On yeah. a
0: single playing field, is this, am I now the weird one? Right. Am I now, have I put myself into this particular Box. <laughs> area of dating? Yeah. And, you know, that just ended up being totally ridiculous. But.
1: Yeah, but just over and over, just telling yourself that who is meant for you won't pass you by. Yeah. The person who is going to fall in love with you is not someone who's going to say, well... We could be in love, but you have no hair. (laughs) But I don't like that.
0: And you've been divorced. Yeah. I love that you are getting divorced. Not because I love divorce, but I just feel like it really shows that you put your all into something. Like, you got married so much for love. You really put as much effort as you could in. Tried your best. And you married a guy who was wonderful when you got married. You know? like. Yeah. I loved him so much too. And so there's so much there. And then, you know, it's part of your movie is like, wow, that's really sad that it ended. And you can express that you were really sad.
1: Yeah. I you can. know, it doesn't feel like I need to hold anything back. It's yeah. like
0: ultimately, it's a breakup.
1: Yeah. With papers of involved. It's a breakup with papers. Yeah. I was committed to that person for life. But even if people, even if it's a long, like if people are like, yeah, I dated someone for six years, I'm like, that's a long fucking time. That's longer than my marriage. Yeah. You know, like they ultimately, you're dating to be married to the person. Yeah. So whether you get married or not, you were dating and you were super, super in love. You mm-hmm. know, it just feels like mine had a little bit more gusto
0: and now it came to a close. Yeah. I want to say probably most people are dating to get married, but there is a section of people who are dating for no advancement. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: Like, you know, in polyamorous relationships and stuff, it is kind of interesting because they, a lot of times, you know, just dating to enjoy the person is there. Yeah. Because you're not dating for this goal of like, we're going to be married.
1: Which yeah, I always which, find fascinating.
0: I Yeah, I, like I it. do too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's nice.
1: That's really nice for them to do that. I will be dating to marry.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I am dating After to I've marry. After I've been
1: married, you kind of are just like, no, I really know what I'm looking for. I don't have time for bullshit. Like, yeah. if you're sliding in my DMs with something stupid, I'm not responding.
0: Yeah, if you're – I am oh my god this is something that I want to share with the wolf pack that is so embarrassing for me but I'm just gonna say it here live you know the level of idiots that you were entertaining by the texts that you'll get from them like six months later seven months later I was a big time phone number deleter like if somebody if I was dating and they just grossed me out for whatever reason, I just delete their message. Like, delete the number. I just don't have it in my phone. I don't like, have, like, ew. a bunch of guys in my phone that I used to talk to. Yeah. They're just not there. And so, over time, like, I've obviously been off the dating game for, like, a year, over a year now. And... uh it's just so disgusting, the kind of messages that I'll get. Let me just say a couple from random numbers, but I know that I've probably entertained them before because they're acting like we're close.
1: Or maybe done sex with them.
0: Maybe. I don't know. But it will just be like, H-Y-D, question mark. How you doing? Okay. Hello, dot, dot, dot. Like from different numbers. I, and I know that these people, like I haven't spoken to them, you know, in A a year and a half, probably, because I wasn't dating, really. No. And, like, just so gross. Not like, hey, Lauren, I've been thinking about you. You really were something so special. Like, it was literally (laughs) no effort then, no no effort, effort now. No effort then, no effort now. Just, like sex question mark what's up tonight and I'm just like what like what gives you the fucking right but it, I was giving them the right you were giving them the right and I'm just so happy to have advanced <laughs> beyond that for what I need from people because so if you
1: want to not be grossed out by someone here's what you do you
0: talk to them then you block them yes
1: <laughs> six months yes take them off the block list yes See how they text you. See how they text you. See if you. you still are into that or if you're just kind of grossed out.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I can tell you that I'm so grossed out and I'm so happy to not have their numbers so I don't even have to cringe knowing, like, was it this but guy you or that guy? sort of know, like, area code. You know, you're just like, ugh. No. I have no. no idea. Some of them I've looked at the area code, like, who is this? But I, I don't It'll be, like, some random place in California. And I'm like, I really don't know. Dude, that is just so funny to me. Yeah bye okay
1: this episode has been a rant well <laughs> we said we're gonna start but doing more really like this happy
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel I felt scared coming in and I feel happy going out
1: yeah me too I was scared because I'm still going through heartbreak I know
0: you know what I'm going through heartbreak about your relationship yeah in a different way but I really you know wasn't expecting that <laughs> He was my brother. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. So I wrote that down on our notes. I'm heartbroken, too.
1: I'm heartbroken,
0: too. It's hard. No,
1: it is really hard. I just want to send love to anyone who's going through heartbreak, and this episode is what heartbreak feels like. It's ups. It's downs. (laughs) It's confusing. It's reflection. It's projection. It's, like, so much – there's no way to classify – a heartbreak but everybody knows what it feels like
0: which is so interesting <laughs> and I would like to bring it back to I just almost said Barbara Streisand but it's not Barbara Streisand Bet- it's Bette Midler. Midler to leave us all with this it's the heart afraid of breaking that never learns to dance if you close up if you shut yourself out from love You can't dance the dance of life. So come on, let's get a little heartbroken.